Hey everyone, it's Bobby Newsom, and I want to welcome you to In Focus Podcast. Every week we will be delving into many discussions and topics, looking at them all through the lens of Scripture, allowing Christ and His Word to keep us in focus. Hey guys, this is Bobby. I want to thank you all for listening to In Focus Podcast. Um, Before we go into the show today, I want to remind you, if you haven't already, to please like us on Facebook. We are at In Focus Pod, at In Focus Pod. There you can get all the updates for every episode. Also, we'll be posting some other stuff later on uh, that may not actually be on the podcast. So if you get an opportunity, please like us on Facebook. Once again, that's at In Focus Pod. Also, you can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, uh, Google, Apple, um, Anchor. There's so many platforms that we're on, I can't list them all. But if you go into your favorite platform or even go directly to our Facebook page, you can click on, uh, there's a link there where you can click and you can find all the platforms that we're on so you can subscribe. So every week when we release a new podcast, you can know that we've done that and be updated so you don't miss anything. But today, um, we're going to begin episode two of the In Focus podcast. Uh, I'm by myself today, uh, so I'm going to be talking, just it's just me, and hopefully later on in the week, if we can get our schedules together, I'm, I'm going to have a guest with me, um, Tommy Sears. He has a radio show called What's Important Now, and I'm hoping that later this week he can join me. Um, to talk about some things. Uh, If he can't do it this week, at some point we will get together in our schedule and have him on. Um, You guys will really enjoy that. But today, uh, as you can see, um, today I want to talk about masks. And we're living in a day and a time where people are talking a lot about masks. There are those who are talking about um, they get upset if, if people aren't wearing masks. There are those who get upset if you, they have to wear a mask or if others are wearing a mask. There's a lot of debate on what masks do and how uh, helpful they are in the middle of everything that we're going through in our pandemic. Uh, but today, I wanted to entitle my podcast, It's Time to Remove the Mask. Now, if you tuned in hoping to hear me give a half-hour rant about why we shouldn't be made to wear a mask. I'm afraid that you're going to be disappointed and you are going. You have come to the wrong place. That's not what we're going to talk about today. Because with all of the talk of mask that's going on in the world today, um, with all the debating that's going on, I truly believe uh, that there's other masks that we're wearing that are much more dangerous, uh, much more confusing, and do much more harm than the ones you have to wear when you go to church or when you go to a grocery store. And as the church of Jesus Christ, I believe that we need to make sure that we are um, focusing more on this mask than we are the other mask. And so I want to talk today about removing the mask. I really believe that God's doing this. I believe that we're in the midst of a time and a season where God is removing the mask not only in our personal lives, but I believe in the nation and in our in the church in our churches around America. Um, the word mask comes originally from the word masquerade. 
and New Webster's Dictionary and Thesaurus of the English language defines masquerading as to wear a disguise or to put on a false outward show. Um, they both masquerade and mask uh, both descend from Spanish derivatives. Thus, the familiar masquerade ball is an event where participants wear masks and um, it, it talks about a false show for pretense or concealment of the truth. And so when you broaden the definition of mask, what you find is, is it's much deeper than just an argument about a piece of cloth that's over your face. Uh, I'm not going to get into that today, but I'm going to talk more and, and in depth today about the mask that I believe that the church, those who are called out um, for the kingdom of God, the ecclesia, the mask that many times we wear. Um, I want to. I want to. I want to go to Matthew just for a moment. I want to read something that Jesus said in Matthew chapter seven. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Um, I'm going to start with verse twenty-one. It says, not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter, enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws." I personally believe that this scripture is a very, very powerful scripture, as all scripture is, because what he's actually talking about here are true disciples. He's not, and he is not judging somebody's um, ability to be a disciple or whether they are a disciple by their gifts, their talents, or what they do or how people look at them, but he's judging them by who they are on the inside, by their character, by whether or not they have been transformed by the power of God. And let's remember that this is Jesus speaking. If you have a red letter edition Bible, you'll see that the, the words are written in red, which means Jesus spoke these words. So it tells us that there are many who are masquerading, who are wearing masks. And so I believe that what God wants to do in the last days that we're living is remove the mask. He wants to remove those who are living in a religious systematic system or a religious system that causes them to put a mask on every Sunday or every Wednesday whenever they go to church because that is not what God has called us to. He has not called us to put a mask on just like when you get out of your car in the times we're living in and you have to go to a grocery store and you take a mask out of wherever you keep it and you put it on before you go in there. You know, people get so upset about that. But the fact is, as many people have been wearing masks for years and they take it out and they put it on right before they go in the church service and they leave it on during the church service and then they come out and take off the mask and then they go back to the regular lives. And I believe in the days that we're living in, uh, in the last days that we're living in, that we really need to get out of the mindset of I am the mask that I put on on Sunday. I am the masquerade. I am the uh, show that I put on on Sunday. And that we should walk in what God wants us to be, that we should be transformed in order to be who He's, in order to be who he's called us to be. And so masks, there are some reasons why people use masks. Um, a lot of times masks are used for, used for entertainment. Leonard Ravenhill, he once said, um, entertainment is the devil's substitute for joy. The more joy you have in the Lord, less entertainment you need. 
And let's just be honest, and I'm not speaking against good music in the church, or I'm not even speaking against lights and smoke and all that stuff. You know, I, that I don't, I don't, that doesn't bother me. I don't care about that. I don't think that it, it makes or breaks the church one way or the other. But what he's actually talking about here is he's saying that when you have to be entertained in order to come into the presence of God, when you have to be entertained in order to keep you walking with God, then there's a problem. Because the more joy you have in the Lord, the less entertainment that you need. Let's remember that in the New Testament church that I believe that the church today looks nothing like. In the New Testament church, they didn't have entertainment. You know, I've often said when, when Paul would go into a city to preach, he didn't have Chris Tomlin singing How Great Is Our God behind him on a, on a big sound system. And, you know, they didn't have that. They walked in the power and the Spirit of God. They walked in the anointing that God had placed upon their lives. They walked in such a way that before they ever came into the city, people who knew who they were. Paul often said, you have heard of me. You have heard of the example that I was. And see, we've got to get out of the mindset that says, I just put my mask on when it's time to preach, or I just put my mask on when it's time to go to church and worship, or I just put my mask on when, when, when I have to get in front of my church friends, because that isn't who you are. That's exactly what we just said. It is a mask. It's something to cover who you really are. It is something to take you out of, um, and, and for you to put on a false showing. And God does not want his people to put on a false showing. He wants us to walk in the joy, in the, in the freedom that comes with really knowing God and the Father in a intimate way. And that is through Jesus Christ. See, so often in the church coming up and being raised in the you know, traditional Pentecostal church, um, I have seen a lot of legalism. I've seen a lot of traditions and I've seen a lot of those things. But the fact is, and one of the problems that I saw growing up in the church is that what we told people was, well, if you're a Christian, if you're holy, if you're going to walk in holiness, then you can't do these things and you must do these things. Now, I'm not saying that there are things we can't do, and I'm not saying there aren't things we should do, but I don't believe the can't or should do is actually the question. The question is, do we desire after Christ? Because if we desire after Christ, the closer we get to Christ, I believe the more Christ-like we become. So it's not about, I can't do this, I won't do this because my church tells me I can't. It's not about, well, I can't. Um, I can't miss my prayer time because if I do, God will be mad. I can't miss my devotion time because if I do, God will be angry and I'll have a bad day or I shouldn't commit these sins because if I do, I'm going to go to hell. That's not why we should live for Christ. God has called us to live for him. And when we truly fall in love with Christ, I believe that we will. So if we have not come to that place, if we have not found our identity in Christ, if we're just going through the religious motions. Listen, I've seen it all my life. I've, I've seen people come to church and, and cut a rug and dance throughout the church. And then they leave, they leave out of that church. And on Monday morning, they go out and their life looks nothing like what their shout did. You know, their, their vocabulary was nothing like what, you know, they, you know, what their tongue was when they spoke in tongues on Sunday, Sunday morning. That, you know, they didn't live a life that, that coincided with what they did in church. They were wearing masks. In other words, they would put on a religious mask so that everybody would know, look at me, I'm holy. Look at me, I'm anointed. And, and even preachers can get can fall into this. I know because I grew up in the church. I mean, 
my whole life, I have, I have been in the church. I have never been outside of the church in the sense of even, even during some, some portions of my life where maybe it was, I was in maybe a little bit of rebellion here or there. I still went to church because it was all that I knew. And I've been in the church, but I've also been one who was in the church, but wore a mask. Because I knew what people wanted to see. And so when I was around the church, that's what I did. I put on that mask and I put on a smile and I, you know, I, I did all the, and God does not want us to live in that. God wants us to live not for others, but to live our lives for an audience of one. And if we come in our devotion time, in our personal time, if we find ourselves completely falling in love with Jesus, worship will be easy. If we completely fall in love with Jesus, living sinless life will be easy. Now, people, people may not like to hear that. Well, I, I don't, I just don't think you can live a sinless life. He would not have asked us to do it if, if we couldn't. I'm not saying that you're going to. I know I don't, but I believe that if we come into and see our identity as a child of God and look at God as the father, not as the old man in the sky who's ready to get, you know, shoot down a lightning bolt every time you do something wrong. When we begin, we be, when we begin to see him as father, then things change in, in the way we live our lives because now we begin to live our life not for other people, not to look religious, not to put on the show that is religion and that is tradition, but we begin to live our life so that God will be pleased with us. Why? Because we love him. And the only way for us to get that way is through Jesus Christ. And so people who are not connected to Christ in personal devotion, people who are not connected to Christ personally and, and do not have a, an actual love for Christ who are walking only in religion, they need to be entertained. Okay. They need to be entertained. And so they're the kind of people, if they come to church and somebody doesn't cut a rug and shout up and down the aisles, then they don't think you've had a good service. Right. And the fact is, is listen, I've, I've, I've shouted a few times. I've cut the rug a few times, not often, <laughs> but I have, and there's nothing wrong with that. I believe we should be excited about our walk with Christ, and at times that excitement will lead to us having emotional reactions to that, but if we have to have that to live or to believe that God's moving, then we don't understand devotion. If we feel like we have to have a preacher lay hands on us in order for us to receive something, now I believe in the laying on of hands. I know what the book of James says, to call upon the elders of the church. If there be any sick among you, to call upon the elders of the church, lay hands on them, lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. I know I know what the word says. I believe in all of that. But if those become the focuses of our walk with Christ, and so now we need a power-packed preacher, and we need a, a great worship leader, and we need people shouting, and we need people prophesying, and we need people running the aisles, and we, we need somebody to get us excited. If we have to have those things in order to have relationship with Christ, we don't have relationship with Christ. We have relationship with religion, because a true intimate relationship with Christ in personal devotion means that you walk connected to him at home, you walk connected to him on your job, you walk connected to him in your school, you walk connected to him in your church, and when people begin to do that, then they can remove the mask of religion, and they can say, you know what, I don't need, I don't care what others think, I'm going to walk in who Christ has called me to be, and what you will find is, is we will see revival in the church. So God is calling us to remove the mask. I really feel that in this season, that in the season that we're living in, 
I believe that God is trying to reveal to us that we should remove the mask. Like I said, there are people losing their minds because they're asked to go into a store with a mask on in order, I mean, in order for, because they say that you know, that'll help somebody from getting sick. People are losing their minds, yet they put on a mask every Sunday morning to cover who they really are so they can fit in with the religious crowd. And I believe what God is doing, I believe that God prophetically and spiritually, God is wanting to remove the mask from his people so that his kingdom can walk in who they really are and not who they think they should be because that's what church told them. And so the mask oftentimes is for entertainment. And we must know the difference between the spirit of God and entertainment masquerading as the spirit of God. You understand, like I said, I, I have no problem with, I love music. I mean, I sing myself. I love music. I love worshiping and I love for music to be good. And I, I enjoy it when a talented musician or singer gets up and sings. And, and there's times even, you know, I love for music to entertain me. And I love to be, I love, I love good preaching and I, and I enjoy that. But we need to know the difference between entertainment and entertainment that is masquerading as the spirit of God. See, when preachers come to a place where what they say is, is in response to how the people react, then they're no longer speaking what the Lord is telling them to speak. They are speaking what the crowd wants. They are speaking what they say, how they think they're going to get a response. And God is calling us out of that. Because as the body of Christ in our daily lives and in ministry, we do not need to put on a show. What we need to put on is Christ so that when people look at us, they see Christ. So that when people see us and live with us every day, they see Christ. See, you cannot put on Christ and also have on hatred for your brother and sister. You cannot put on Christ and also have lust and perversion working in your mind and your spirit. You cannot put on Christ and, and walk in religion and walk in judgment of others. You cannot put on Christ and have to put a mask on every time you go around religious people so that you fit in. That's not what this is about. When you put on Christ, it becomes who you are. That's why the word of God says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live not I, but Christ lives in me. It's not about us living. It's about him living in us. Why? Because we have put him on. So we need to take off the mask and put on Christ because when you have put on Christ, you don't need a mask. You don't need to, to wear that spiritual mask. And so what, what else do masks do? They, they allow people to be something that they're not. You, one of the greatest masks in the world today is social media because people can try to be what they're not. So when people put, post pictures of themselves, they use what they call, I guess, filters. I've never used one. I, I don't take much, many pictures of myself to begin with. And when I do, I just let everybody see my ugly mug. But they, they have photo, they have photo, um, have photo filters so that it makes their face look you know, changes their eyes, changes, you know, their complexion. Uh, I'm just going to be honest. Makes, sometimes, sometimes it makes them look like aliens. I don't quite understand it. But they, they put filters on because they don't want people to see who they really are. They want people to see who they, who, who, who they want them to see, what they're putting on a mask. And so they post things on Facebook to try to make people believe this is who I am. But I'm going to tell you something. Who you are is not what you post on Facebook. I'm not saying that who you are won't affect what you post on Facebook or Instagram or any other thing. But who you are is who you are when nobody's watching. That is who you are. 
how you act, how you treat people when nobody's watching. That's who you are. Everything else is just a mask. This, this, this is what kind of cracks me up about this whole season that we're in. People literally are losing their minds because the government says, listen, to save other people's lives, we're asking you to wear a mask. They've come up with all, all these prophetic things about how mask is a prophetic sign of this and it's this and that. When we have been ignoring the religious mask, the mask of religion for years in the church. And I believe what God is saying prophetically is it's time to remove your religious mask and put on Christ. Quit trying to live a life so that people think you are something that you're not. Quit trying to live a, a religious life where, where you put your one person on Sunday and you're another person on Monday through Saturday. That's a mask. And so people uh, wear a mask because it allows them to act like there's something they're not. So there are people who may want you know, like I said on social media, that's a great mask. They may want you to think they're something when really they're not that thing at all. That's why we can't judge people by that. People may try to make you think that they are their gifting and their gifting is their anointing. But really your gifting is not your anointing. It's given to you by God. But there are many people who walk in their giftings who, who are not anointed in that. There are many people who were given talents and given giftings by God, but they, that those giftings and those talents are not submitted to God. Therefore, they are not anointed by God. And oftentimes, when we don't have the understanding of Scripture, when we don't have the understanding of, uh, of the Spirit and the power of God and, and being, uh, being submitted unto God in, in those areas, then we think that entertainment means anointing or talent means anointing. It does not. They do not necessarily coincide. You can be talented and be anointed, but you can also be talented and not be anointed. People will react to both. And so we many times masks allow people to see and allow us to be something that we're really not on the inside. And so masks hide things. They hide pain. There are people every day who, who, who get up in the morning and they put on a mask to hide the pain that they're dealing with. Right now, you may be listening to me and you may say to yourself, right now I have a mask on because I don't want people to see the true pain that I'm going through. It's a mask. And see, God wants to heal you of that completely. Not just go through the religious motions. You know, like I said, I grew up in, in traditional Pentecostalism where they said, well, once you get saved, you just ignore all the pain, you ignore all the other stuff because if you do, it'll just go away. And as long as people think you're holy, then you're holy. That's not the way that it works. People are really dealing with pain. People are really dealing with problems. People are really dealing with, uh, they are dealing with addictions and things. And many times the church holds them back because the church tells them, you must wear this mask, otherwise you can't be a part of our group. When God says that it is those who, those who are sick that need a physician. And so we're pushing away the very people God has called us to reach out to. And so people wear a mask. There are people who have been saved for years who every day wear a mask to cover the pain that they're going through. They wear masks to cover the scars that they have, that others have done to them. They wear a mask every day. And God says, I want to heal your pain. I want to heal your scars so that you don't have to try to act like you're something that you're not, but so that you can be what I have called you to be. He said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And that's what he's called us to. And so God wants us to walk without a mask on. So he wants our pain to go. He wants our scars to go. And he's the only one that can do that. Many times people wear a mask because they have secret motives. 
Think about that for a moment. They, they act like one thing, although also they can manipulate others into following. This, unfortunately, this happens in ministry all the time. You'll find many ministries that are built on a man have people who follow the man, not necessarily God. And so that person can manipulate. That person can uh, cause them to do things maybe they don't even want to do, all because they have secret moves. And they wear this mask that says, this is who I am. And so people follow the person wearing the mask when they don't even really know the person behind the mask. And we've all been in that place. We've all been in a place where we put a mask on so that people would not see who we are. And many times we've done it because we had maybe secret motives. But see, God wants us to be people of pure motives. God wants us to be people of a pure heart. And so many times people will wear a mask because they want to hide their true identity. They want to hide their true identity. I don't know about you, but walking around many times I will see people out. Um, and now that everyone's wearing masks, I'll see people out. And a lot of times I'll see people and I'll, I'll want to say hi because I think it's somebody, but because they have a mask on, I can't really tell who they are. And we've talked about, you know, I've, I've said, oh, how awful that is that we can't see other people's faces and we can't hear what they're saying. But once again, people have been wearing masks, spiritual masks for years and trying to hide their true identity because they're just terrified. If somebody sees who they really are, that they're not going to love them. They're terrified. They even believe that if God knows who they really are, that he won't love them. Well, the, the thing is, is God does know who we are. He knows our true identity. And so people wear masks in order to hide our true identity. Many times we wear a mask to hide the past. Things that have happened, things that we've dealt with, things that we have gone through that maybe have caused us pain, that have caused us scars. There may be things that, we're, that we feel guilty and we have guilt about, things that we're ashamed of. And so we wear this mask. Many times people who are ashamed of their past, they'll try to hide their past by trying to act holier than everyone around them. That's just one way. There's, there's many ways, but that's, that's one way. They'll try to act holy and they'll end up judging others. Many times they will have a very judgmental attitude toward others who, who are doing the very things that God delivered them from. And maybe they're ashamed of what one wants, so, so they wear a mask. And then oftentimes, and most of the time, a mask is worn just because we want to hide the truth of everything. We want to hide the truth of who we really are. We want to hide the truth of our pain. We want to hide the truth of our, our, of our identity. We want to hide the truth of what we're struggling with. We're afraid to talk to people. We're afraid, we're afraid to um, even talk to God because, because we're so ashamed. Because we've been told that if you, if you, hurt, you, if, if you hurt or if you're afraid, if you have fear, well, that means you don't have any faith. And so we've been said, you need, to, you need to put your fear aside. You need to put your hurt aside. You need to put your, uh, you know, all the things you're, you're thinking about and going through. You need, to, you need to hide those under your mask because if, if you show that to anybody in the kingdom, if you show that to anybody in the church, let's say it that way, then you don't have enough faith. It's a mask, man. It's a mask that people are wearing. And if you're listening to me today, I really want you to understand what I'm saying. It is not God's will that you wear a mask. It is God's will that you be authentic in who he has called you to be. We must be authentic in our worship. We must be authentic in our worship. We, we cannot be a people who only worship because we know people's watching. We must be a people who are authentic in our worship. What does that mean? That means that when we worship God in our bedroom or in our home or with our family or in our car, that it's the same worship that we give when we're in front of people in the church. 
We must be authentic in our worship. And worship is more than listening to music and making hand motions. Worship is a lifestyle. Everything that we do, every decision that we make should be out of worship for Him. The word worship, if you go into the original language, it actually means to bow down on your face before a higher entity. In other words, what it says is is you are submitting yourself unto a higher entity, which is why James tells us, submit yourself unto God, resist the devil. That is worship. Worship in and of itself isn't just you raising your hands and swaying back and forth and, and, and saying things during a worship song. You know, that's a part of it and it can manifest that way. But true worship is in your lifestyle. And later on, I want to do a podcast just talking about worship and true worship. But just hear me today when I say God wants us to be authentic in our worship. You cannot be authentic in our worship if the only time you live a life of worship is from 10 a.m. to 12. I believe he wants us to be authentic in our praise. He wants us to be authentic. In other words, Praise him, but know why you're praising him. Praise him, but praise, true praise doesn't go away when things are going wrong. See, if the only time we praise God is when everything's going our way, then our praise is not true, authentic praise. Because oftentimes we will praise God when we don't feel like it, but it's not really praise, we're just putting on a show. But God says, when you praise me, I want you to praise me in all things. Paul said it this way. He said, I have learned to be content in all things. No matter my situation, he says, I've learned to be content. In other words, I have learned to praise God no matter what I'm going through. So I encourage you today to be authentic in your praise. Also, he wants us to be authentic in our love. Now, this this is tough in the church. You may think, well, why is it tough? Because number one, many times the the word love is overused. And people will say to you, well, I love you you know, uh, and, and they don't really because they don't understand love. And we cannot be authentic in our love if we don't know God. Why? Because God is love. God does not love us. He is love. Love is not something that God does. Love is who God is. I've often heard preachers, you know, talk about, well, you know, all these love preachers out there preaching love. What other message is there? What other message is there than love? God is love. The Word of God says that love covers a multitude of sin. The foundation of, the, of, of, of everything that we are as the body of Christ is love. And so you cannot remove love. It doesn't mean that God doesn't judge. He does. But even His judgment comes from a place of love. It doesn't mean that God doesn't at times discipline us or show us where we're wrong. But even in that, it is seated in love. And if we are not seated in love, if we are not seated in the love of God and understand how much God loves us, then what we will do is we will live in judgment. So people who feel like God is always judging them and not loving them are always people who, who judge others and don't love, love others and are always trying to throw judgment at them. And we all can fall into that sometimes. But when we get seated in the love of Christ... When we begin to get seated in God as Father, then what happens is is it begins to change how we see others. And it begins to change how we see the world in general. Let me tell you something. The Word of God makes it very clear. You cannot hate your brother and go to heaven. 
You cannot hate other people and, and be live in anger and bitterness toward other people and go to heaven. So we must be authentic in our love. In other words, don't just say we love. Live we love. Live it. Live love. We must be authentic in our works. In other words, we shouldn't go just go through the motions of religious order in order to make people think that we're saved. We really need to be saved. We really need to be in devotion to Christ. And let me tell you something. If, if When you start getting seated in the love of Christ and you start falling in love with Him in a massive way, sin isn't what controls your life. The thought of sin. We are too sin conscious in the church sometimes where we, we live our days trying to avoid sin. Listen, he has never called us to avoid sin. He has called us to be drawn to him. And when we are drawn to him, sin will be nowhere near us. So we don't have to avoid it. I'm not, I'm not saying we should go out and, and be in any atmosphere. Because here's the deal. If you have the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of you and you live in devotion to Christ, there are atmospheres where you're just not comfortable and you won't be a part of those. Because it's not the atmosphere that the love of Christ has brought into your life. So we must be authentic in our works. We cannot, we cannot do spiritual religious things just so others can see us. What we do must be authentic. Otherwise, we're wearing a mask. How do we be authentic? I want to read to you Romans chapter 12 because Romans chapter 12 gives us the perfect, the perfect um, formula for being authentic. This is Paul speaking. I'm reading once again from the New Living Translation. He says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Isn't that awesome? That, that Jesus didn't die on the cross just to change what you do. He died on the cross to change who you are. He said, I want, my, I want our relationship not to be a relationship where I tell you what to do and what not to do and you don't do it and you do what, you do what I need you to do and you don't do what I don't want you to do. He said, no, that's not what I'm out at. He, that's not what I'm after. I'm after you. I want relationship with you. And when that happens, um, he says here that we will be transformed into a new person by changing the way we think. Uh, the new King James and King James says by the renewing of our mind, being renewed in our minds. And so, we have to go through this process. You know, many times we spiritualize things while, while, you know, kind of pushing down the mental aspect of it in our mind, when actually the mind is the battlefield of the spirit. So God can deliver you, but if your mind hasn't changed, then you're going to continue to live in the old ways. But he says, when you come in to devotion with me, he says, when you will be transformed when I change your mind. Repentance is the word metanoia, which actually means a change of mind. So God wants to change our mind. He says, I don't want you living under a mask. I want you to be authentic. Man, we need some authentic Christians. We need some authentic children of God walking in the world because the world can see fakes from a mile away. And being authentic does not mean you're perfect, but it does mean that you truly walk in love and you love Christ and your life shows that. 
So we must, must be our authentic. How do we do that? Well, we do that by giving our bodies as a sacrifice, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. And then we, we be authentic by not conforming to this world. If we're trying to make a religion or a relationship with Christ that, that mirrors the world by making us a Christian who fits in with the world, then we're not going after him. We're going after the world. He says, I don't want you to be conformed to the world. I want you to be transformed. How are we transformed? By having our minds changed, by being renewed in our mind. Because renewing our mind will bring transformation. And it brings the proof of, the, the proof of authenticity. It does. It brings the truth of authenticity into our life because the perfect will of God will begin to play out. So often we have questions. So often we have confusion about what God wants for us and this and that. But when we begin to walk close to him every day, when we're by ourselves, when we're in front of people, when we no longer wear the religious mask, then we begin to walk in the perfect will of God. That in and of itself brings authenticity. And then we must also watch that we don't wear a mask that makes us think more highly of us than we are, highly of ourselves than we are. Because this is pride. This is pride. When you walk in pride, when you walk in pride, that is a mask. Oftentimes people walk in pride and they walk in, you know, they try to make everybody think they're so tough or they're so smart or they're this or that. And I'm not saying they're not those things, but many times people have to talk about how great they are in order to take focus off of who they really are. And so oftentimes religious people will talk about how holy they are, how anointed they are. Can I tell you something? It's coming coming from a, a man who has been preaching for over 20 years, who was raised in the church, who has, has been in church my whole life. I, I've come to the realization that, the, that I cannot put the emphasis on who I am. It's not about my anointing. It's not about my calling. It's about my walk. Because I can have an anointing and I can have a calling, but if the walk doesn't play that out, then, then my anointing and my calling is just a mask. And I do believe that we are in a prophetic season right now where God is removing the masks that are really doing damage our spiritual mask, because it's making us lie to ourselves. It's making us lie to others. And it's, it's, it's birthing a church that is no longer authentic, but it just goes through the motions of religion. And that is not what God has called us to. If you're listening today, I pray that you do exactly what the title of this podcast is and remove the mask from your life, the religious mask from your life. Walk in authenticity. Be authentic in your walk with Christ. Let Fall so in love with him, so know his character. So know his character that it becomes who you are. And I believe God will transform you. I believe he will transform you. I'm going to pray before I get off of here. I'm going to pray for everyone listening that if you're listening to this today, that you would be part of a movement that begins to walk authentically for Christ, that we would remove the mask, we would stop living the masquerade of religion, and we would start walking in, in authenticity. Let me tell you something. When you start walking in authenticity, the show won't matter anymore. 
Are you hearing me? When you begin to walk in authenticity, as a matter of fact, you will avoid the religious show. The religious show, for lack of a better term, will begin to turn your stomach. Because when you begin to walk in authenticity in Christ, you begin to see who he really is and who his character really is. And then oftentimes what, what the church and what religion portrays as him isn't his, isn't his heart at all. And so I'm praying today. I'm going to pray for each and every one. No matter what the mask is that you're wearing, I'm going to pray today that God delivers you and that God brings you unto himself and that you find a much closer relationship with him. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that no matter what, you love us. I thank you that in all of our lives, even though at times we have worn masks to cover up things, you're... you're want for us, your desire for us has always been for us be, to be authentic in our walk with you. You don't want us to wear a mask. We don't need to wear a mask to you. You've told us in your word that we can come boldly before the throne and we don't have to wear a mask because you have made us pure. You have made us clean. And so God, I pray right now in this season that God, you would begin to remove the mask of hate. You would begin to remove the mask of of lust. You would begin to remove the mask of pride. You would begin to remove the mask of division. You would begin to remove the mask of religion. God, there's everything, God, that would, that would cover us. Pride, Lord. I pray, God, you would begin to remove that mask. Lord, I pray for your church. I pray, God, that your church would once again become authentic in the way we reach the world and that we would remove the mask we would remove the mask, God, that we would that we would so begin to despise the mask that we would say, I no longer want to walk with anything covering who I really am, but I want to walk in authenticity in Christ. And Father, I give you praise and I give you honor and give you glory, God. Each and every person listening, God, I pray that this word has reached their heart and that, God, they will be changed, that they would be transformed, Lord, by having their minds changed. And I give you praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, if you have listened to the podcast today and you enjoy it, feel free to uh, message message us on Facebook, send a message, and just let us know that you're listening. Let us know uh, that you are enjoying um, what you're hearing. If you have any subjects that you would like to hear us talk about, um, just let me know. Like I said, on Facebook, just go there and message us and let us know on Facebook what you some subjects you'd like to hear about, um, and I will definitely do my very best to to do that and so i want to thank you for listening if you're on apple itunes please leave a review um, a good review telling you know, telling them that you enjoy it it helps with with the amount of people that gets to uh, gets to listen and everything also if you're listening and you enjoy the podcast please share it with your friends so i want to thank everyone for listening um, this is in focus podcast i'm your host bobby newsom and until next time uh, god bless everyone